This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the June 26th edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to break down some NBA draft trades. We had one big one. One small one. Uh, we'll talk about that and what it means for fantasy values all around for all the teams involved. With me to do so is Dr. A, Steve Alexander. What's up, man? Back from the dead. Yeah. How's, your, how's your summer been going? Uh, it's been going pretty good. Nice. Been hot. Yeah, tell been, me about uh, it. Watching a lot of nine-year-old baseball. and Yeah. Kind of, uh, kind of glad that everything has calmed down, although July 1st. Yeah, free agency. You and I will probably be busy that day. Saturday should be fun. Uh, Who's that? Saturday. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's it kind of stinks. It's on a Saturday, huh? Yeah, I, I knew July first was a Saturday. I just was kind of trying not to. Yeah, and also Orlando Summer League starts in that day too. Does it really? Yeah. So Saturday is going to be a board That's festival. Like yeah. Like a national holiday for Mike Gallagher. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, Dennis Smith Jr. is not playing in um, in Orlando Summer League, by the way. Who you missed? Uh, Jonas and I were we. Jonas and I are going to boost Dennis Smith Jr.'s ADP by like seven rounds by by the time we get to draft season. We I both, like him a lot too. Yeah. I, I probably am not going to boost him seven rounds, but uh, right. I I certainly am intrigued by DSJ. Yeah, I mean. When Carlisle could turn Yogi Ferrell into, I mean, he faded, but he was into a big baller. Yeah, <laughs> well, he was the talk of the town for like a month. I mean, they were it was like the lead story on like Sports Center and all that. Oh, Yogi was awesome. Yeah, all the gifts were flying. Um, okay, would. so I guess I mean, there's really no doubt as great as the Kings had a good draft. A lot of teams had good drafts, but no team got better than the Wolves did. They got um, top three guard. You can even say top five player in the East, maybe higher, um, with acquisition of Jimmy Butler. And they got the 16th pick, which is crazy. For what was number seven, uh, Lori Markkinen from U of A, sharp shooting uh, big man. We'll talk about him. Chris Dunn, disappointing rookie season. And Zach Levine coming off the ACL in early February. Um... So I guess first of all, what did you think of that trade? Do you think it was a clear like winner? Do you think that the Wolves got fleeced? Do you like what? What were your first impressions of when that trade went down? Well, I mean, first impression was, dang, Minnesota's legit. Yeah, uh, or at least they're starting five. Their bench it obviously has some holes and, and is not as deep as as some other teams. But I don't even really care uh, because their starting five is, is just rock solid, man. It's it's it is awesome. It's they're going to be fun to watch. I'm pretty uh, psyched. You know, my buddy Rick Camlin's a big Minnesota mm. and a Wolves guy, and I texted him when it went down, and he's beyond fired up. And mm. uh, it's pretty cool, man. I'm 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 happy that we might finally see Minnesota turn the corner after all these years. Yeah, I mean, their caps 
pretty nice. I mean, they could do some things. Um, I mean, they still have Aldridge on the books for 7-3, which is pretty good. I mean, he was pretty serviceable big man, especially with the Clippers. Um, I mean, apparently... That's, Beal- cool. That's Cole Aldridge and not LaMarcus Aldridge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and apparently Bealitz is going to be in the mix. Uh, they want to get another shooter out there, which is true. I mean, they have all these guys. Jimmy Butler, subpar shooter. Rubio, subpar shooter. Wiggins, subpar three-point shooter. Really, their best three-point shooter is on the on the Bulls now. So, yeah, like you said, it, and as, as you mentioned, they don't have much depth, but we all know Thibodeau is Mr. Play your starters 25 minutes and piece it together after that. And he'll play all his starters, you know, 40 minutes each. Uh, just yep. madness. So the first question that I got, and just to, um, to get my opinion on that, at first, I thought. Well, at first, we didn't know that 16th pick was in there, and I was like, oh, "Okay, cool. You know, I'm rebuilding. I guess you believe in Chris Dunn. Levine could be good, but you have to pay him. And number seven, hopefully, you shoot for an upside pick or something. Um, so I didn't like them taking Mark. I, I I thought marketing could be good. That he gets the whole Dirk Nowitzki comparisons. And actually, again, I said this on the Saturday pod, um, the Dallas Morning News. Um, because he gets the poor Dirk Nowitzki, and the Dallas paper called him uh, "living under the bridge" version of Dirk Nowitzki. Like he's not going to be that good. Um, so, yeah, I, I just I didn't get that. And giving up the 16th pick was just like, how do you? If you have to give up that 16th pick, just say no. Like someone's going to pay you for Jimmy. Like that's not going to be the best deal you're going to get for Jimmy Butler. And I don't know. Maybe maybe that was the best. Deal. Well, then I would wait. Then you know I would wait till the deadline or something. I mean, that, you should get more based on what we've seen. Like what Kevin Love with his his deal for Wiggins and all that. I mean, it just didn't. I mean, that's not value for two seasons on an old cap number. Jimmy Butler's a steal, uh, and yeah. with his twenty million. So I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't. I, 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 mean, they, I don't. I don't really know what the Bulls were, were yeah. doing unless they thought that was the best they could get for. Yeah. For Jimmy, I mean, somebody must think Zach Levine's going to be one of the best players in the league in the next two years. I don't yeah, know. that's it. I mean, they just think that... Or I think they probably got their eyes on Doug. Okay, we'll talk about Bulls in a second. Let's hit the Wolves. Not too much to talk about depth-wise. Uh, let's start with Cat, And that was probably the most common question I got on Twitter. Was And I was pretty emphatic about saying Cat's number one for me in 9-Cat. I still have him one. We talked about this in the last like, minute. Um, but, but it's close now. I mean, you can flip flop any guys, and I really can't argue. But what what tops the list is eighty two games back to back seasons, and as we've been saying, centers thin, and we were worried about point guard losing some depth, and now point guard just became kind of deep. I mean, Darren Fox is in the mix now. D'Angelo Russell gained value now. We talked about Dennis Smith, Lonzo Ball. I mean, you're adding, you know, a half a, you know, for half half your. 12-team league, there's another option for you. So, um, point guard has lost a little bit of value. Where center is just nobody, there's no one yet that really gained value on the center position. I mean, it was so guard-heavy and wing-heavy with Tatum and Jackson. So, yeah, I still like Cat. And as I said at the end of the last pod, the usage rate differential on Levine and Butler is only like 4 or 5%, so it's not a big deal. Um, what makes Cat good is efficiency and just stats everywhere. I think what made him interesting was, you know, he may have hinted at like 4.5 assists. That's gone. You're probably looking at like 2.5 now, which is fine. Um, but yeah, he's going to still score you probably 23, 24 points, 12 boards, 
probably close to two blocks. I think he's going to be really good there. Steal and just killing. Like, just doesn't hurt you anywhere. So, I, I still love Cat. I do too, man. Uh, if I have the number one, number one pick, I'm taking Cat. Yeah. And, like you said, I mean, I, I don't think it matters who he plays with. He's, he's the center of attention, so to speak. And stats galore and no weaknesses. I mean, I, I still think he's number one. Yep. Okay, so I guess next down the line would be Andrew Wiggins. I'm a little worried, and as I mentioned, and also, by the way, Cat's uh, usage differential from when Levine went down is pretty similar. It's only like a fraction of a percent, so there really wasn't much to worry about there. However, Wiggins' usage splits, usage splits with Levine are kind of crazy. So with Levine off the court, Wiggins had a 32.5 usage rate compared to a 25.8 usage rate. So that's a pretty big hit. Um, you would think it's going to be even bigger with Jimmy. So you're probably looking at like 23 and change usage rate with not great efficiency numbers. He needs to learn how to steal the ball one way or another. Maybe with Jimmy he could be more aggressive in the passing lanes or something. But yeah, I mean, I had him at about like 6th or 7th, I guess. Now he's probably like 7th or 8th. Um, I'm not really a, a Wiggins guy. He's a little empty on the stat sheet. Now it's going to be even worse, I think. I was a little more of a Wiggins guy than, than you were, but I agree. I think between Rubio and and Cat uh, and now Jimmy, I, I think Wiggins is going to have trouble getting the ball in his hands enough to, to, to improve for sure. Um, but even to maintain, it's going to be hard. I, I, I don't see how he doesn't take a bit of a hit. The only, I guess, a, a comparison maybe would be Clay Thompson with Golden State when Durant showed up. I thought Clay might disappear and just become a three-point specialist, but he kind of held his own um, in that lineup. And maybe Wiggins can do the same thing, but I. I think uh, I think he's gonna he's gonna take a hit this year. Yeah, I think if you had to say who loses the most from the Jimmy Butler deal, I would say him. It'd be Wig. Yeah. So yep. uh, okay, moving on down the line, uh, Rubio. Some trade rumors. Uh, apparently, there's uh, I don't want to call people out, but not the most credible report that the Wolves are going after Kyle Lowry. So they need they need a shooter uh, again. Levine, what he brought to that team, besides awesome dunks was he took 6.6 threes per game. Uh, he was just spacing the floor for that. He really became a you know, 39% shooter with that volume. It's great. Um, so they're going to have to replace that, and they're going to need some new things. We'll talk about the front court in a second. So um, what Jonas took him in, I think, the fifth round of our 10-man. So I, I say he loses. Um, Jimmy Butler, again, facilitates. We saw him do his thing. So I think he loses probably about a round and a half of value. You know, um, I would I would take like D'Angelo Russell over him. Um, pretty much all that whole group, um, Teague and all those guys. I think he's kind of the tail end of that. I think for um, for Rubio, we have to remember how bad he was mm-hmm. for the first two months of the season last year, and then how amazing he was after that. Like he, yeah. he just took off and was really like carrying fantasy teams. Do you um, think that was Levine related? I don't know, man. He just it, came, it, it out, of, been. came out of nowhere and just started yeah. 
I mean, I think that's part of it, but I don't think... Because like, he was hitting shots, and his assists were way up and all that. So, I don't know. But I I mean, I just think he has more weapons to, to choose from now to, yeah. to distribute the ball. And I mean, Ruby is a true point guard. I don't know that Jimmy needs to run the offense like LeBron does. Uh, um, I mean, Jimmy's pretty ball-dominant for a wing like that, though. I mean, we've seen him really post up on guys and create for his team. So, I mean, he's not... Not LeBron, not to the degree of LeBron, but I mean he does stuff, you know. I don't think he's just like a catch and shoot kind of guy, obviously, but he's he can create offense, man. It's part of the reason why it kind of became so good, I guess. Yeah, I'm 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 not really a Rubio guy. I never have been, but yeah. the second half of last year had me turning the corner there, and I, I was kind of kind of mad that I, I wasn't more of a Rubio guy at that <laughs> point. But uh, I I think. I think he he'll take a, a slight hit, but I I'd be comfortable uh, having Rubio in like a two point guard league. I'd be comfortable having him as my second point guard. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, he's he's definitely top twenty point guard still. So I mean, off the top of my head, he's probably like fifteen, sixteen, something like that. Yeah, I go with that. Yeah, I, I'm totally guessing. Um, and then also, I just wanted to mention that Butler had five and a half assists last year. Uh, and he was also assisted or unassisted on 59%. So this guy is very much getting his own shot, more so than most wings. Usually you see wings kind of around 50%. Westbrook will be like 85% um, unassisted. Uh, okay, moving on down the line. Gorgie Jang. This, um, so I'm going to tie him and B. Lita together uh, because, again, they lost six and a half threes per game. These guys need spacing in their offense. So, even though they drafted Justin Patton, who's a center, and they have Aldrich and all that, I'm kind of thinking they're going to stagger Jang as, like, a center a little bit, uh, just, for, just for spacing purposes, and get Bielitsa out there to shoot some threes and stuff. Not, I'm not saying draft Bielitsa, but I'm saying, and, and I mean, they, again, they drafted Justin Patton, they apparently really liked him, according to Thibodeau, like, oh, we had to get that 16 pick to get Justin Patton to make the deal work. Okay, shut up. We, you, you were going to take that deal. Um, but props to them for pulling the Jedi mind trick to get that 16th pick. Um, so, Jang, another guy, he really took off last year, late in the season, right after Levine went down. So, I don't think I'm going to target him as great as he was. Very fantasy friendly. He's kind of like a mini Kawhi where he doesn't really, or, or not last year Kawhi, but like two years ago Kawhi, where nothing pops on the stat sheet except for maybe the defense. But he he does work. I mean, he puts up mid round value, and he put up like almost early round value in the second half last year. Yeah, Jane's one of those guys. Like if he if he's there late enough, and I need a power forward, I'll take him. Yeah. But he's not somebody I'm I'm like aggressively targeting. Okay, so let me. I, I'm a, I'm Marquise Chris through and through. Who would you Who would you rather have, Marquise Chris or Jane? Put you on the spot. I, I obviously I'm taking Chris for upside because I I just don't see. I think last year was really the best we're going to get out of Jang. That's what I was going to say. I feel like we've seen the best that Jang has to offer, yeah. and it's not that great. So I, I would yeah. I'm with you on Chris. I'm Mister Mystery Box. I I, I want to see. I, I like to be on the on the on the new fresh stuff, man. Like I don't I, don't, I, I like to have a player in his career year, which is kind of my thing. But um, so okay. I think Bielitz, I think Bielitz is more interesting. He's interesting. I, I'm not saying he's probably like a last round flyer, but I want to see how they integrate him again. We'll see what they do in free agency. They've got some money to spend a little bit. 
But if they if they swing and miss on shooting, they have the way that offense works with Rubio and those guys. They they have to have a shooter out there. Um, as good as Jimmy Butler is, he's not much of a shooter. Um, and Cat is getting better, sure. Wiggins getting better also. But I mean, these guys, they're if they're open, you're not your coach isn't ripping his hair out. So um, I don't know, man. Um, I think and I, I like the fact that Thibodeau seems really excited about him too. You know, he's calling him a critical piece yeah. from Minnesota, and um, I think he will be a critical piece. Like you said, I think they're going to need his shooting. And like we said, Jang hasn't really set the world on fire, so I I can see an even timeshare for those two at power forward this year. And and uh, Bielitsa could could be a, a great sleeper pick. Late. Yeah, late. Uh, I think like probably like fourteen, fifteen team or fourteen, sixteen team leagues. Kind of thinking that I, I'm not gonna. I mean, I, I'd rather just take a rookie or something in the last round or two. Like any rookie, I, I probably would even take Markkinen over over Beale to this point. With the re, with the rebuilding Bulls, I mean, they drafted him seven for a reason. Um, Paxton was saying that he wants he wants him out there to space the floor and stuff. Which we'll get to that. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, okay, Tyus Jones is Rubio's backup, so he's going to get minutes now. Unless some, they, They'll probably sign someone, but if not, Tyus Jones played okay last year. So um, Rubio, not the most durable guy, so he's on the radar in deep leagues. Anything you want to add there? I don't think so. No, they're pretty thin at point guard right now. They, yeah. need, they probably need to add another one. Yeah, they'll be adding somebody one way or another. Um, I, okay. I just think that bodes well for Rubio, too. If Tyus Jones is the only, the only thing... Yeah. Backing him up, I well, think that's good for Rubio and the way Thibodeau plays those guys heavy minutes. Yeah, and we did see Tyus Jones take some of Rubio's minutes in the second half. If you or right around in February, like we saw, right before everyone was freaking about Rubio or before he broke out, um, we saw Tyus Jones kind of come into his own, and he's had some good stretches. He he kind of won a game for him. I forget who it was against, but he's had some nice moments. Uh, anything else? Wolfside, uh, I think, or Muhammad? No, anything? No. No, I, I don't yeah. think. I think Muhammad's going to disappear. Yeah, I think so too. Um, he can't shoot. He's just not really a fit. He had that one good month and a half where he was shooting like somehow fifty percent from three. It was like the one of the biggest flukes of the season. Uh, okay, so we're going to the Bulls. Uh, let's start with Chris Dunn, uh, who they picked up. Who? Honestly, what is it with the Bulls, man? Rondo, even Derrick Rose, Cameron Payne, all these Jerry Michael, Grant. Michael Jerry and Grant, Michael Carter Williams. Why can't these guys? <laughs> why can't you get a point guard that can shoot? I mean, it's like I, where point guards go to die. Yeah, man, I don't get it. Why? What's with that? Like, I don't know, it seems man. Like but they not got too long ago. on their roster right now, and none of them are are that good. And like the whole thing about Chris Dunn, I don't, I don't get it. Because when I watched him play last year, I, I, I mean, I know he's young. I know he's got he's got time to develop, but I didn't see anything that really blew me away. Nah, same. And I, you look at like Bulls have five non-shooting point guards on their team, and now they don't have Jimmy Butler. I mean, this this is this is bad. And we talked about this in the pod. I want to get your take on this. I am. I thought they should have taken Dennis Smith Jr. And the reason why I said is the C.J. McCollum thing. C.J. McCollum came up as a point guard. It's okay to have two point guards on your roster. You're not going to play your point guard 48 minutes and you can play them together. So, I mean, Markkinen, great, fine, great player, okay, good floor spacer, blah, blah, blah. 
he's not going to change your franchise. I mean, I mean, hope I don't. This doesn't blow up in my face, but when I what I've seen from Markin is a guy who's out there taking you know eleven, twelve shots a game, hopefully hitting a three and a half when he's going, maybe block a shot. But he's not going to be a guy that's out there just killing. I mean, he doesn't have a post game like Kevin Love does. If you want to talk about big fours with range, but I I just swing for the fences. I, I would have just taken Dennis Smith Jr. and figured out the rest. Yeah, and then you got six point guards. <laughs> yeah, well, still, like I said, I mean, it's like, well, you have when, like it's kind of like they say for football when you have three starting quarterbacks, you have zero starting quarterbacks, right? So yeah. get it's the same thing. Get 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 you a guy who can do both. You know, get a guy who could who could just be the guy. He's not a great defender, but he can score for you. He can pass. He's really athletic. And the other thing too, man, is when you're gonna tank. You want exciting players on your roster. You want guys that go, like, okay, we're going to lose by 30, but hey, I want to watch this guy play. So, like, Markin doesn't do that for me. That was the other thing. They don't have anybody that does that yeah, for man. any of us. <laughs> Wade's going to play, like, 20 games before he gets cut or traded. So. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I really don't get, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know what Chicago's going to do this yeah. year. It's, I'm interested to see what they do in like training camp and see see what how this shakes out. And yeah, and summer league yeah. especially. I want to see what their what their rotations look like and stuff. For at least yeah. who wants to play where if they want to play Dunnish because we saw Dunn play shooting guard at summer league and that kind of came to fruition. Like I don't think I mean Dunn's big enough to play shooting guard on defense. So, uh, anyway, so just to run down Chris Dunn's stats. As we said, very disappointing rookie season. 78 games, 71... I'm sorry, 78 games, 17.1 minutes, 3.8 points, 38% from the field, 29% from three. Ugh. Uh, 61% from the line. Ugh. Uh, 2.1 boards, 2.4 assists, 1.0 steals, and that limited playing time is really the only positive there. He's got some work to do, man. Um, and then, as Paxson said, they're hoping that Markinen could space the floor for Dunn and get in the lane. So it sounds like they really want him to get out there. I think he's probably looking at like 28 minutes out of the gate. But man, you gotta get that. You gotta get that field goal percentage to like 42, 43, especially if you can't shoot threes. So yeah, he's got some serious, serious work to do. And what are they gonna do with Rondo? Go. He's gotta be gone. It's a team option. You think he's got? He think he's gotta go, right? I mean, I I think so. Yeah, there's no reason to bring him back. I, mean, I don't know why they're. I don't know why they're waiting to let us know that. Yeah, I, they're. Well, well, knowing them, that's the other thing, too, about the Bulls. They can't commit to, like, last year. They were like, okay, we're going to we're gonna go young and athletic, and then, like, the next day they're signing Wade, and then the day after that they're signing Rondo. And then now they're probably going to do the same thing. Like, oh, no, we want to have some veteran leadership. Okay, we're going to sign Rajon Rondo, not exactly the biggest leader, you know. So I, I, they, they better not bring Rondo back, man. They're going to get killed. They're already getting killed by basketball people. Um, okay, so like, man, Dunn, where do you see him going? Um, I mean, he's not real. I, I, I would take Dennis Smith Jr., De'Aaron Fox, um, all, all the, the Lonzo, obviously, Markel, obviously, like pretty much those top top crop rookies. I would take over Dunn. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I, I would take I would take Dejounte Murray over, uh, assuming the Spurs don't sign anyone. I would take Dejounte over Dunn. I, I would too. I, I yeah. hate teams that have like three or four potentially starting point guards yeah. that are just going to mess step on each other. Yeah. 
But and that's what this is totally setting up to be. And that Cameron Payne, Cameron Payne trade, I can't talk today, looks so much worse now. Like, And for what they gave up when they were kind of in the playoff hunt, again, they almost beat Boston if not for the Rondo injury. Like, they gave up so much to get a guy who's so unproven with the foot fracture and just hasn't played well. Other than cool dance moves with Westbrook, like, we don't really... And I, I've seen... I mean, Cameron Payne had a good summer league, but even so did Chris Dunn, so... These guys have killer summer league guards. So, um, okay. So, well, I guess we'll get to that later. Um, okay, so Wade, um, I, I'm not even drafting him, to be honest. I mean, I, I won't. 10-team, I could I could find 120 guys I'd rather have in my roster than Wade. <laughs> nah, I don't, I don't want to deal with He's going to sit so many games, man. If they're going to punt, like, if it's on the Bulls, you're going to tank hard. I mean, this team's in shambles. They're... Probably what them, the Knicks, and who else? Like who else? And the Kings, I guess. The Kings got a lot better. Like who? I think the Hawks are headed in that direction. Yeah, the Hawks will bring them Millsap there, and they're in bad shape. The Pacers, when George yeah, goes, I yeah, think. Yeah. Well, they still have Miles Turner and hopefully Teague, and I don't know. The Bulls, what? They're, they have nothing, man. Oh, you forgot the Nets. Yeah. Well, I think the Nets have a better roster than the Bulls do. Dan, well, they're they're really thin up front though. We're gonna talk. We we talked about our top seven or eight guys, and we actually talked about we. Uh, Jonas and I both like Jared Allen, by the way. The yeah. twenty third pick was it? Uh, yeah, from Texas, six seven seven five wingspan. He's gonna be really good. Um, okay, so who else? Who else on the Bulls? Anybody else on the Bulls that Levine, you think? Levine's hurt. We don't know when yeah, we're gonna okay, see him. So let's talk about that for a second. So. We saw his agent, like agents do, he's ahead of schedule, quote-unquote, but then the Garpacks combo said they're going to, quote, err on the side of caution. He ain't coming back for a while, man. Um, I know he's freak athlete, and we see freak athletes like Adrian Peterson, for instance, come off ACL tears faster than most people, and Levine kind of has that to him, I think. He just seems like he could just recover from that really fast, but... Yeah, he. Yeah, I mean January. I think that's. I mean, uh, I don't know. I think January's probably January first. I think is a fair target date. And they're yeah, not going to cool. rush him back. When he comes back, he's going to be limited to like twenty, twenty three minutes. I think. That's a long time away, too. Yeah, you're. Gonna, I mean, you're not going to stash a guy who's going to. And then again, he's going to be limited when he comes back. ACLs, you don't really hit the ground running, man. They they will put the reins on you for a good month after you come back. Especially when your team's not good. Now I did hear I did hear somewhere on draft night that Levine was outside of his knee was was in really good shape and was ripped and was was going to be ready to roll once he's back. But I mean, still, it's it's going to be a hard year to sit on Zach Levine. I think. Yeah, and like I said, if if he was on a better team, I'd be a little bit more bullish uh, on him, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't do it. I just don't see the Bulls competing. And just, again, they're gonna they're gonna send him back to if if they learned anything from what the Sixers did. So wait, would you say the Sixers succeeded in in the process? For, it would appear so. Yeah, right. So I mean, do you think that that's gonna be the blueprint for teams like the Bulls? Right, like lose lose a bunch of games. Apparently, the twenty eighteen rookie class is gonna be decent. Just yeah, like, tank it up, man. So. 
They're gonna have to. Yeah. Doesn't look good. Yeah, I mean, they're not gonna Once really. Play, yeah. Portis gonna... and Miritich and. Yeah. Okay. So let's move down the line. So any of. So you're taking Chris Dunn first. If you're taking Bulls point guards, are, are you even looking at other guys, or you don't want to mess with it? Like obviously they traded for. They believed in Cameron Payne. Like I don't. They were kidding. Right, they, now, right now, I'm not messing with Bulls point guards yeah. until I see what happens in training camp. Yeah. Let me see if we could do it. So again, Dej- okay. So Dejounte. Uh, I'm trying to think who else would be who even got drafted. Why? Did I, I got Dejounte late in our mock draft. By the way, I don't know why you guys let me have him. <laughs> I got him in the thir- <laughs> I got him in the 13th round. Um, so who else went around there? Oh, what about Nita Kina? Frank Nita Kina, the uh, the Knicks guy. Would you take? He's going to be a project. I would probably take Chris Dunn over Nita Kina. Yeah, I would too. Okay. Uh, who else is in there? But there's not very many guys I say that about. Yeah, that's pretty much. I'm looking at the other point guards we took late, and that's pretty much it. Like, I would take Tower Johnson. Yeah, everybody else that got. Um, Lou Williams. I guess I would take Lou Williams. Yeah, I don't. I don't I'd know probably what. take Sweet Lou over Dunn. Yeah, it's close. I mean, I, I mean, late last round flyer, maybe take Dunn to shoot for upside. So, anyways. Uh, okay, so other Bulls to talk about. So, we're good on point guards then? I think so. Okay, so what if uh, I got you got my take on marketing? So what's your what are your thoughts on marketing? Um, again, I think he's going to play out of the gate. Obviously, the big thing we have to watch is what they do with Miritich. If Miritich is back, that really hurts marketing. But they're basically, you know, um, the Spider Man meme, you know, with the identical people pointing at each other. They're basically like the same. They have the same principles, except marketing's a little bit better on defense. But he's a rookie, so take some points off there. So, I mean, if Miritich is gone, then I may look like, you know, 11th, 12th round, see what happens from this bad team. Um, but if Miritich is back, then I really don't care too much to draft him. Yeah, I mean, Bobby Portis hasn't really shown us anything. Miritich yeah. is one of the most inconsistent players I've ever watched. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know that much about Markinen. Like, I've never sat down and watched him play. Um I like what I've read. I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of potential for him to yeah. be a really good player. He can shoot, man. I mean, there's not a lot of seven foot. And then that's the Dirk thing. Like, oh, he's seven foot. He's white. He could shoot. Okay, Dirk. But is Markinen like? Is he like Porzingis? Well, Porzingis has skills though. Like he's Porzingis can create. He Markinen is just like you know driving kick out to Markinen kind of a guy. He can't really put the ball on the floor. So, so yeah. I mean, late round flyer. Yeah, exactly. Again, if, if you, we'll, yeah. we'll 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 be analyzing this with what the Bulls do with Miritich, who's a restricted free agent. Uh, what else? Um, right. What What are your thoughts on Wade? Um, you got mine. I'm I'm not. T- you took him in the tenth. The regrets on that. Uh. I mean, I don't love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm not psyched that I, I have the, one. Your next, like your next four picks, I would take over. All, I would take over Wade, Lonzo, Thaddeus, DSJ, and uh, Patty Mills. This is again. This is before the draft, so I would. I would take all those guys over Wade, man. Yeah, and I had Wade on on a team or two last year, and I mean, he was okay when he, he played. He's solid. I mean, yeah, he's better. I mean, than he I didn't thought. really do anything to help my team win, though. I mean, he's just a. He's just a space filler. Yeah, the, actually, last year was a decent year for like old dudes. Like Dirk was pretty good. There are a couple guys that just 
He stole them late, you know. Uh, okay, so Bobby Portis now not feeling it. I mean, we've been waiting three or four years to see what he can do, and we still haven't really seen anything. Yeah, he's had a couple nice spots, but I think again, it depends on what they do with Miritich and other guys. But I mean, if Wade's if once Wade gets traded, someone has to score for that team. So if he could work on his jumper, I'm intrigued. Like he's kind of a watch list guy. Um, but he's got skills, man. He could definitely, if he if it comes together for him. And he was raw coming out of college. So we've seen guys take a couple years to get going. I just kind of keep an eye on him. Uh, anybody else? Um, I don't know. He's really Robin Lopez should be yeah, decent. Yeah, he maybe higher usage rate a little bit. Um, he and Jimmy played off each other a little bit too, though. So I don't know how that works. But yeah, Robin's solid, man. Another guy that I would call him a letdown. Um he had a good couple months, but I had a little higher hopes for him. Another guy that's kind of like Jang, you know, just like doesn't wow you, but doesn't really hurt you anywhere. But he was a little disappointing. Yeah, he should be solid. Uh, anybody else there? That's it, right? Mm-hmm. I think we talked about Okay. So, I mean, uh, Denzel Valentine with Levine Hurt. Yeah, that's a good point. He should be in the I mean, rotation. He should definitely Denzel be in the rotation. Could, could be a, a sneaky guy to, to draft late yeah. to use for half a season. Yeah, they need, again, shooting. I'd love to see him. He handled the ball a lot in college. So I'd love to see if he can maybe develop into something. And then, hey, maybe him and Dunn next to each other. That's interesting. Once Wade goes away. Yeah, I, I can't wait to watch Chris Dunn in the preseason. Yeah, he's going to be. And, uh, yeah, it's, he should be pretty entertaining. Like, he's he, he should be shooting nothing but jump shots right now. Like, that's such a huge for him. Uh, okay, so the other trade, really, it was, again, we, so just to let you guys know, when we were prepping for the draft, we were anticipating a lot of trades. And then when that Jimmy Butler thing went down, like, oh, here we go. And that was really it. The only other trade of note was the 13th pick for Trey Lyles in 24. So... <laughs> Man, this is interesting. And Tim Conley, had some, the president, had some great quotes. Uh, he's like, yeah, we, we wish our roster was a little bit cleaner, quote. I called it cleaner. Because they have so many options at forward, and they want to bring Gallo back. I mean, they have Wancho. They're apparently, also, by the way, we'll talk about this on Wednesday, the Kenneth Fareed for Paul George for Kevin Love foundation of a trade offer that's going down like right now we don't know the deals uh, if that's going through or not but Denver's apparently in on Kevin Love which is crazy you could just tell that they want to do something with their roster um, so I don't know um, I'm not ready to draft Trey Lyles yet obviously um, and we'll see with the Nuggets the Nuggets apparently they want to go for it uh, at least compete in the playoffs not sell out sell the farm but um, yeah I, just, I thought that was an interesting trade yeah, like you said, there's so many guys. There's Kenneth Fareed, there's Wilson Chandler, there's Darrell Arthur, there's Hernan Gomez, there's Danilo Gallinari. Like, it's so crowded. Um, and Lyles, I mean, I like Lyles. He can shoot shoot the three, and I, I think he's a, a good role player, but and they're going to have to get rid of Fareed and Chandler, I think, to make Lyles a, a fantasy prospect. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to see what they do with the Plum Dog. Um, see if they pay him. But if not, I mean, they they want to bring him back though, because that makes sense. I mean, him and Jokic kind of have some continuity to, at the position as big men who could pass a little bit. 
<sighs> All right. Do you so, think Do you think Jamal Murray is going to start a point guard for them? Yes. I I am like if I had to pick a my guy this year, like I have what Dre. I, I I've I've got I've hit three years in a row. Not to brag, but I hit Dre. I hit CJ and I hit Miles Turner as my guy. Jamal's my guy right now. Like I love I love Jamal. His his ADP is going to be so high. But if they don't if they don't add another point guard man, I'm. I'm going. I, I stole him, man. I took him in round eight. I'll t- I, honestly, if I would, I, I'm probably gonna take him in round five. Like, I'm not letting anyone else draft Jamal Murray this year. <laughs> like, I, lo- I love him, man. Denver's fast-paced offense, playing off Jokic. I think he's gonna hit like two and a half threes, five assists, eighteen points. He's gonna blow up. So, but well, we did not have him at number one on the, on the depth chart, but he is now. Yeah, he is. He's my boy for sure. Um, and is Jameer Nelson still there? He's still there, right? Yeah, he'll be there, but but like, there's like no said, way they can start Jameer Nelson. They started Murray when they're in the thick of a playoff race. This guy put, didn't play point guard in college, and they're okay. Hey, we're we're battling the Blazers for the eighth seed. You go ahead and start at point guard. So. Yeah, they have all the faith. And then also the report from Zach Lowe saying that they, quote, drew a line on trade offers for Jamal Murray. Like, they're not trading Murray. Like, that's their boy. So, yeah, I'm I'm all I'm all the way in on Murray. Like if, with you guys, man, like I said, I'll probably have to take him in, like, fifth round, which I'm fine with. I, don't, I won't even be mad about that. Like, what? My, we killed, we killed, my, we killed, my, I was going to say, we killed, my, like, Yahoo had Miles at, what, like, 110 last year, I think, when, when the drafts first started. And then we pumped him up to, I think we got him to like 28, which he still hit. He was still second rounder, so. The same, Murray's, Murray's ADP is going to be stupid high, but it'll be worth it. Trust me. Do you still believe like Gary Harris? I do, man. Um, he's more of a Ryan guy. Um, you know, a guy just kind of like, again, like Jang, these guys that just do it for you for fantasy. They show up really nice in the player raider and um, as far as like rankings go, statistics. So he saw it, man. Um, one of the best shooting, one of the best guards. Period for percentages, um, defense, threes. He's just he's rock solid. We, yeah, I'm a little bit worried about the durability earlier. Like he was really hurt early in the season last year, so I I think that kind of knocked him down a little bit for me. But no, I still like Gary Harris, man, for sure. And the whole, but the I would whole, I would take Murray. I would take Murray over Harris without even thinking about it. The whole Will Barton thing being there. Uh, I'm not. I don't think that's what. I'm not worried about that. I think Harris will kind of cream rise to the top thing. Like Barton, we saw Barton lose minutes. Man, he was almost out of the rotation when they were really healthy and everything. Yeah, the, the Nuggets are always weird. Like, like Fareed should have been primed for big stuff. You know, a couple seasons in a row, and they they just appeared to hate him. And uh, Barton had that came out of nowhere a couple years ago and had a great first three quarters and then he never really lived up to that again and so i don't know i i, I think the jamal murray gary harris combo is is their best guard combo and, and should be fun to watch if they go that way there are they definitely are i'll bet want to bet or what no we don't have to bet all right, all right. i believe uh, you all right no they, they're they're i'm not saying it's fun to make a bet you know um <laughs> I'm, I'm i give you like Eight to one on that. Like, I'm, unless someone gets, and you have to say if someone gets hurt, I can't do it. But I'm, per, I'm I would bet almost anything that that's going down, assuming they're healthy. Um, actually, I didn't. You didn't. You weren't really on for the the draft recap. 
Um, so do you, do you have anything you want to add there, or we could just save it for another day? We're kind of running long. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm okay with with uh, leaving our draft recap as it is. Yeah. I don't I don't think I have anything substantial to add. To you that. got dude, you you cleaned up late, man. You got Lonzo. You got Dennis Smith Jr. Oh, you mean our draft? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the NBA draft. No, 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 the mock. You got yeah. Like, I, I I thought that the last half of my draft was was yeah. It's really good. And who did I get with my first pick? Was it Jokic? Jokic, yep. Jokic and Chris Paul. Which, and is Chris Paul going to be running the offense in San Antonio? Is that what's going know. down? I don't know. He opted out this weekend, so we'll see. It's going to be uh, apparently the Rockets are on him. Apparently Denver's in on him. Um, I'm sure we'll hear a bunch of other teams. Uh, banana boat reunion with LeBron and Wade, maybe. Who knows? Dude, what are, what are what are the Clippers gonna do, man? I don't know, man. If I think if if Blake or CP3 want to bounce, then they're gonna fall apart, right? Like, what are you gonna do? DeAndre's wishing he was in Dallas right now. Uh-huh. Get some Dennis Smith Jr. lobs going to him, man. Yep. Um, all right, so I guess we're out of here on that. Anything you want to add? Anything got cooking? Free agency coming up? Yeah, I'm just ready for free agency. I, yeah. I, I'm really interested to see what happens with Paul George and yeah. Paul Millsap and uh, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. Like It should be pretty fun. I, I think midnight on Saturday, um, the Roto World news feed should, should be hopping, I would think. Yeah. Do you recall who the first contract was last summer? Nope. Mozgov, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, what are you doing, Lakers? And now they they gave away D'Angelo Russell for that mistake. Come mm. on. Come on, man. Mm. What, and what, what what was your thought on that real fast? I mean, I thought that it was... What are you doing? You're not going to win a title this year. Why are you get, You're paying... You're overpaying for that extra year to get the cap off your books. Like... Yeah, the deal's there for you now, but you would think that that price drops. You shouldn't have to just throw in D'Angelo Russell. I mean, the guy's 21 years old. He had a couple really good games. I, I don't know. I thought that was... I didn't agree with that move at all. No, I didn't like it either. And now, now in Brooklyn, I'm, Brooklyn to me is kind of messy. Dude, I love... Yeah. I love I'm drafting a lot of Nets. Uh, I'm targeting... Um, D'Angelo. Yes. I like D'Angelo a lot. I like... I like Levert, obviously. Um, I, I like Allen as a sleeper. I, I'm drafting, and they're going to be top two or three in pace, man. There's going to be a lot of fantasy stats out there. Well, and the whole Jeremy Lin thing makes me a little nervous. They, I mean, they've got four point guards again. Yeah, well, they can pl- they're going to play them together, though. Yeah, Lin, Lin and Angelo and D'Angelo could start together. Yeah, actually. I think they should. I mean, I still like Rondé. There's a lot of guys that I, I'll draft. I'll, I could see myself drafting any of those guys. Alright, so we're out of here on that. Um, not sure what we're going to do next, but we'll do something, free agency. Probably maybe talk some draft sleepers. We did top eight on Saturday, so check out that. Um, we talked about Lonzo, DSJ, and Fultz kind of being in the top tier, and so on. We talked about why. Jonas and I kind of agreed with a little bit out of order stuff, so check that out. Um, but yeah, should be a pretty cool week. Again, Saturday we'll be humming. We got Summer League. I'm sure I'll be doing pods and stuff about. So it should be pretty cool. Right on, man. All I'll right. be there for some of it. <laughs> All right. So you guys take care. Enjoy your week. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for coming on, Steve. All right. See y'all.
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.